Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, time now for the Live Wire, brought to you by Josh Fitty Marlowe. Live wires on the team connect. Get respect for their realness. I know you feel this. The east and the west. Up north to the down south. Live wires connect. All right, guys. So we, we talked about the report coming out of Washington yesterday that players had uh, went to Ron Rivera expressing their concerns about the way Eric Bieniemy, I guess, coaches them in practice and I guess in the meeting rooms. And of course this would lead to Eric Bieniemy being asked about this by the media. And he took some time to talk at length about why he coaches the way that he does. So before it even goes anywhere, I make it a point to address the conversation because one thing my job is to be a very observant. I, I got to know the people that I'm discussing and and, uh, and working with. So my job is to address. If there's something that they may have an issue with, please, let's discuss this. Here's the reason why I felt a certain way. Here's why I said it. Now, okay, I put it back on the player. And you got to understand, we're in a grown man's business. We're in a grown man's world. My job is to make sure that I'm doing the best possible job of over-communicating clarity. I take a tremendous amount of pride in that. They also know when I'm getting on them, ain't nothing personal. What's personal is that I want us to win. I expect that particular player to be great at all times. I expect the effort to be a standard that's uh, accepted by all of us. So when you're not reaching that, it's my job to address it. So sometimes they may like the highlights and the praise, but sometimes they may not like it. And I'm perfectly fine with that because that's my job. Because if I ain't doing my job, my ass get fired. So it's my job and my responsibility to make sure that I'm getting our guys to do what I expect them to do. Uh, I think this is just one of the, the wildest things I've heard. As you said yesterday, Walker, unless there's something egregious, something that we're missing here, you think this is the only NFL coach to be super intense at all times? You watch Camp Confidential, and we'll be breaking that down tomorrow. Deuce Staley, it seems like he's always yelling. I remembered seeing that last year on Hard Knocks. I was like, my God. I was like, does his players get tired of him <laughs> constantly yelling and the intensity that he brings? The NFL is full of alpha males, and the coaches are no different. You're talking about a lot of ex-players that have a lot of pride and things of that nature. They yell and are intense at all times. So I just wonder why all of a sudden with Eric Bieniemy, and that's why I felt like it was more of an indictment on the commanders than Bieniemy because I'm like, come on now. I feel like every staff in the NFL has two to three coaches that are intense and raising their voices at all times. But wait till you watch Camp Confidential and then go back and watch the Detroit Lions hard knocks. Do Staley, I mean, geez, Louise. This just seems to be a mess that never needed to happen. Yes. So what could have happened is Ron Rivera, whatever leak comes out, Ron Rivera's asked about Eric Bieniemy's intensity, and he gives you a two-sentence answer. Yeah, man, he's hard on him, but he's very clear in what he wants, and the players are going to have to adapt because he's a great football coach. 
done. But instead, he goes on to this long, you know, really transparent thing and, and at least thought process and then he, that he's allowing everybody to, to know about. And then he brings up Jack Del Rio as if to compare him to somebody that actually is accounting for individuality within his players. And that is the sign of a good coach. It's the sign of a good teacher. And it's like Jack Del Rio possesses these skills, but Eric Bieniemy doesn't. And Ron Rivera gave this life that never needed to happen. And I said it yesterday. Who comes out the winner in this? Because it's not Eric Bieniemy. clearly. Ron Rivera doesn't look to come across as a winner. The players don't look like winners because now people are criticizing them for being soft. And the last thing I'll say, man, Rivera made it even a little bit weirder today. <laughs> I know he was trying to do damage control. He had the right intent. He went to Eric Bieniemy and said, I put my foot in my mouth. But man, did you need to release a statement? It just felt the you gave it more validity by giving it a statement, bringing a piece of paper and then reading it, trying to act like it was organic, even though it wasn't. I, It just feels weird. The sooner this is over, the better it is for all parties involved. And it never needed to go this public in the first place. Yeah. And Commander Malik says on the text line, that's an embarrassing story. Soft. So I'm guessing he's a little bit embarrassed by his team. And, and this is the thing, too. It comes with the optics of the team. If this is coming from the Kansas City Chiefs or a team that's got some pedigree that's been going to Super Bowls, the Bengals, the 49ers, the Eagles, things of that nature, okay. Like, it still doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But you're talking about coming from the commanders that hasn't been popping in quite some time. So when you hear that from them, you automatically think losing mentality. All right, we'll move on really quickly. Uh, Bengals head coach Zach Taylor spoke with reporters today and provided an update on Joe Burrow's uh, calf injury. And that time, and the quote is, the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't sound good for Joe Burrow, I guess. We're what? We're a month away from week one. Well, I know a lot of people are worried about Jamar Chase's comments. And I like that Jamar Chase, because Jamar said, I don't want you back until like week five or week six, because I want you to be ready to go once we get to the postseason. He was asked about that and asked to clarify him. And he said, yeah, I stand by those comments. Like, I don't want him to come back too soon. And then he talked about his injury that he dealt with last year. He set out one extra week to make sure he was ready to go during crunch time and the second half of the season. And they were all good. And so I can understand Jamar Chase's comments here. What do you think about Joe Burrow's injury right now? Uh, I think that it is pretty serious. And they talked about this, I believe, on Get Up and was talking about how calf injuries amongst players and athletes talked about how that's an injury that can linger all season if you don't let it heal. Because think about how much explosion and explosive movements go into a football game, especially when you're a quarterback, especially suddenly you're playing in the cold. I don't want to sound like Stephanie Bell right now, but just saying those are things that happen. Uh, when Jamar Chase said what he said, I was like, man, that's awful presumptuous to go to four to five weeks without your quarterback and think you're still going to make the playoffs. I think the Bengals are getting a little bit of the big head over there to think that they can go four to five weeks without Joe Burrow and still just waltz right into the playoffs in the NFC, uh, AFC that is loaded. All right, any other thoughts over there from the live wire, Fitty? All right, I just want to get one more piece of audio into you guys. Uh, we, we we all three ripped the Orioles yesterday for suspending Kevin Brown. Well, last night, the Orioles, they hosted the Astros in a potential ALCS preview, and a chant broke out within Candom Yards. You made it look easy. Good athletes can do that, Debo. You yeah. 
I, I think that's one of the best defensive plays in the game of baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Going over the picture, happy? Yes. But, hey, y'all has got to make you guys happy. Mateo tried to hold his swing, and he did, according to Edwin Moscoso. How awkward. Um, if we haven't learned anything from, if we've learned anything from Tom Brenneman, we've learned that you always call the game. <laughs> if there's anything awkward that is going on behind the scenes and not so behind the scenes, you always call the game. And there's a deep line drive to center field, <laughs> left field by Nick Castellanos. Oh, that's a great defensive play. I love play-by-play announcers and color analysts' ability to do nothing else but call a game because, damn it, that's what their job tells them to do. And this is exactly what you had to do on an Orioles broadcast. Remember, you can't say anything. You can't say what that that fan base is chanting because you might get suspended next and they might be chanting your name if you say anything about yep. it. What, what I do love is that Kevin Brown is someone that is this is going to turn into a positive for him. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. And I love the fans for supporting him, man. Kudos to them. Uh, it is. I, I'm glad this is going to be flipped on its head. This is great pub now. I'm so glad that the owners at Angelos decides that he was saying facts and that it was too hurtful to the organization and then suspending him and now it's actually going to be a 180 degree turn 